0: fantastic 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 it's going to be an amazing time listen just got to say uh start saving for next year's zambia uh, zambia uh, trip we've got other mission trips hopefully going to happen as well start saving it's going to cost you way more than you think (laughs) but your life will be changed and you will have an impact across other in other nations so Uh, it's like i'm begging you please we get nothing out of it other than to see the kingdom expand and your hearts expand that's it Uh, so please um, make sure that's going to happen in your life Um, and uh, we are jumping into week four of our series on the book of one john and it's going to be Yeah, i'm really looking forward to the message today Uh, could you mind praying with me as we get into the service into the message father thank you so much for your grace Father God, thank you so much that we can worship you freely. Thank you for the amazing testimonies and stories of what you are doing all over the world. And right now, God, I pray that you would move in this place, move in our hearts, and that you would speak so profoundly to us. God, we want to know you. We want to live and be saturated and abide in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if I haven't met you yet, my name is Swen, and I'd love to meet you outside in our welcome area for those of you who are here for the kind of the first time or or relatively uh, new to Revive Church, and we are thrilled. Come on, today's going to be a good day, amen? It's cold, but it's getting warmer, amen? Come on, we're we're getting closer to summer than we were, right? I don't know how that works out, but that's how I'm feeling. Um, And so... uh, the message that I've got for us today is all about abiding in God's love, abiding in God's love. When you read the book of 1 John, you, you can't get very far in reading it without understanding that love is a b- pretty big theme and a pretty big picture in the book of 1 John. And you know what struck me uh, this week as I was preparing for this message was that we're all, we're all in some measure, some way, or some form, we're pursuing love, aren't we? We're trying to get love. We're running after love. We wanna be loved. We we want more likes on Instagram or on TikTok, or we want people in our workplace to show us love and acceptance and approval. We want people around us to love us and we will go wherever we need to go and do whatever we need to do in order to receive that kind of love. It, it starts when we're young. It keeps going through the ages. In high school, we're pursuing all sorts of experiences in order to receive love love, and if you've not received love as a child, you're looking into the arms of anybody who will give you a little bit of attention and a little bit of love, and I think it's hardwired in us because we are created to be loved, don't we not? We want love, and we want to be loved. We want to pour out our love into someone else. I think that's why some of us like dogs instead of cats because the cat is there for you to love the cat the dogs are there for the dog to love you and some of for some of us that's all we needed to hear today we we want to be on the receiving end of love and we want someone to love but the problem with that is that If we are pursuing love and running after love and chasing after love that is only of a human, natural nature, we will find that that love somewhere along the line disappoints us because no one can carry the weight of our soul, but we we run into relationships that we know are destructive, but we'll do anything just to get a little bit of affirmation of love, just a little bit of acceptance. We do stupid things in life because we think that the person that we're doing it for is going to show us more love. Come on, gentlemen, when you, before you got married, you were like roses, texts, like now you're like, babe, pick up my slippers, joking. Ladies, who are all like getting all glammed up and everything and, and before and, and, and now you're like still glammed up. But now you expect the guy to do the dishes, and that was never the arrangement going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is preaching the truth here, the gospel. Amen. I could tell you some stories, but I won't. Some of us even get caught up in addictions of all kinds, thinking that that's what we actually want because we feel so good doing it and the people around us love us and affirm us as part of our group and our tribe and we get sucked in and what happens at the end of that is that people are people all over the world your spouse will disappoint you the people that you run with will discourage you the things that you're chasing to to give you that loving feeling will fail you your business is not going to love you the way you want it to. But there is a love introduced into the world that comes from God. You see, there are different kinds of love, different forms of love, romantic love, brotherly love. There's this, you know, when I say I love God and I love chocolate, clearly it's not the same kind of love. There are different types of love. But there is a love that God brings into the world that is unconditional. It's not dependent upon reciprocation. It is a supernatural kind of love and it's a love that only God brings. And I think we chase love because that's the kind of love we really want. That's the kind of love we've been designed for. That's the kind of love we are objects to receive, that supernatural kind of love that only comes from God. Now, we should want people to love us, and we should want to love people. We should love our children and want our children to love us back. Those are all good things, and they are proper things. But ultimately, those are not ends of themselves. The love that we're all really looking for is a love that will never fail, a love that is always there, always protects, a love that loves us warts and all, a love that is not based upon our, how to say, our um, accolades, our performance, but a love based simply on who we are. That is a supernatural kind of love, the love that God brings into the world. So if you wanna take something away today, take this. Stop chasing love because real love has been chasing you since you were born. God has been chasing you with His love. And so I wanna read with you in 1 John Chapter 4, verses 7 onwards, it says, John writes, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love, which is agape love, which is the supernatural love, the love that comes from God, it's not a human love, it's a, it's a God love. And in fact, every single time the word love is used in this passage of Scripture, it's always referring to the love from God. Not brotherly love, not romantic love, but an unconditional, supernatural love. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Full stop. Love is not God. In a sense of we're chasing idols because those things are gonna mean everything to us. No, God is love. Chase God and you will find all the love you need in life. This is how No one has ever seen God, but we love one another. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. What I love so much about that passage of scripture is that it's reminding us that we didn't start a supernatural love with God. We didn't wake up one day and say, God, I love you. No, God first sent his Son to pay an ultimate price for our sins. He went to the cross as a perfect sacrifice so that he would take our place of wrath and punishment before Almighty God, so that we would get to experience the love of God rather than the punishments and wrath of God. He took our place in the firing line so that we could go free, that we could live for God. And what it says in Romans is that while we were still sinners, God died for us, Christ Died for us. While we were wretched, while we abandoned God, while we rejected God, while we were doing so much against the ways of God, He still, out of love, paid, his, paid the ultimate price so that He could lavish His love on us. And today, I, if you're like me, you struggle to receive God's love. Because somehow we think we we have to work for it. Like if I could just be a better husband, a better pastor, a better friend, a better like whatever. If I could just show that I'm a little bit more holy than I was yesterday, I will be worthy of God's love. News flash, we will never be worthy of God's love. You will never be more loved than you are right now. And you will never be less loved by God than you are right now. There is no performance charts in heaven where God is counting the stars on your board to give you the reward of salvation. It's only because He loves us so much that He sent Jesus. So it's a love to be received, not one to be worked for or strived for or attained you know the value of something we, we derive the value of something by what someone is willing to pay for it and I've learned that lesson since we're moving in this season and uh, we're, we're, we're selling some stuff and I'm like what the price you think it's worth isn't actually what it's worth because it depends what someone's willing to pay for it and there are some good negotiators out there I'll give you half price go fish don't you know I spent hours building this Lego? I don't care. I want a good price. Go fit, Neymar. We derive value by what someone is willing to pay. And everyone's willing to pay something different. It's not what the market says the value is. If you're selling something, the market might say it's worth X, but if someone's only willing to pay Y, that's what it's actually worth. Now imagine your life and my life. Imagine our sin and rebellion and rejection of God and say, hey, I'm a good person. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it's not about being good. It's about being dead or being alive. Jesus came to the world not to make bad people good, but to make spiritually dead people alive because we were all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. We all need saving. We all need Jesus. And God looked into your life and loved you so much that the price He was willing to pay was the highest price anyone was willing to pay. Are you gonna let your child pay for the sins of someone else who's your enemy? I won't. There is no way. But God loves you so much that even though the price tag was too high, he said, because of love. Because I so loved the world. So I so loved you that that there is no price too big to pay to buy your freedom. And that's the kind of love that's gotta knock our wind a little bit. It's gotta be like oh. A love too great and how does God love us what does this perfect love look like I'm glad you asked in 1 Corinthians 13 Paul gives some sort of definition of what love looks like that love is the greatest way to live he says if I do anything amazingly if I am the CEO of the World Bank but I do not love it's pointless if I'm leading nations to Christ but do not love it's all meaningless he says this is what love does love is patient so god is patient with us god is kind to us he has no envy over us he is not proud in a sinful way toward us he does not dishonor us it is not about self-seeking kind of love it's love that is not easily angered listen we make some stupid mistakes don't we God doesn't get angry the moment you make your mistake. Hey, come on, dads, can I speak to the dads right now? When you get to that moment, you've had a long day, and your child does that thing again. I'm including moms in this, and dads just, boom. Not me, I'm I'm patient and kind and loving and long-suffering. But you know what? God is not explosive in His anger towards our failures. Because He is not easily angered. He is slow to get angry, the Bible teaches. Keeps no record of wrongs. When you are forgiven in Christ, all your sins are washed clean. Past, present, and future. But still keep short accounts with God. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And so God always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. The love of God is chasing you every day of your life, whether you feel it or not, because the love of God is not based on emotion. It's based out of a choice to love you and to love me there is no price greater than the price that he has paid for us so my message today getting close to closing is receive God's love receive God's love he knows what goes on in your life he knows what goes on in your world in your thoughts He knows the darkest places where your mind goes and where sin tries to entice you. But you know what he's chasing you with? Not condemnation, he's chasing you with love and kindness because it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. I just want us to leave today and go, wow, I am so loved by God that it is mind blowing. Because you know what? It is impossible to do what the Bible teaches us to do unless we know God loves us. Because he says, with the kind of love you have received from God, someone's robbing me right now. I should put that on silent. (laughs) It's uncanny the amount of times my alarm goes off while we're at church. I'm just thinking, okay. There's not much they can find at home right now anyway. (laughs) Anyway. It's impossible to love others the way God loves us unless we are recipients and abiding in the love of God. So receive God's love. Second thing is this, that His love drives out fear. It goes on to say in 1 John chapter 4, it goes, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And what I've realized is that we are afraid that the things and the people and the circumstances in life that we love, that they're going to change. And we're afraid of things changing. We're afraid of things being uncertain. We are afraid, even as children of God sometimes, we are afraid that we will receive punishment when we meet with God face to face. And so our relationship is driven by a principle in heaven, not a father in heaven. Our relationship is based on if I don't act good, God's gonna punish me rather than living out of a revelation that God loves you so much that He gave His one and only Son to forgive you and me of our sins that we are so loved every day of our life. You might as well wake up every morning like John did and go, I am the beloved of the Lord. Like at some point, I wanna slap John, you know, the disciple who Jesus loved. Yeah, well, what about me? And the reality is, so are you, the disciple who Jesus loves. He loves you, he cherishes you, he lavishes his love on you. And so when we live from that perspective, we're not worried about punishment when we meet God face to face. We look forward to his presence when we meet face to face, and we will receive the reward of our life on earth. Hey, if you're not in a relationship with God, yes, What you have is punishment. But if you're in a relationship with God, freely forgiven, punishment is not your portion. Love is your portion. Grace is your portion. Forgiveness is your portion. You know what? The fear of loss or the fear of change or the fear of disappointment or the fear of losing the life that you love so much actually shows that we don't trust God's love for us. Because we will all face dark days. How you face them depends on how loved you are and how you know you're loved. You know, there was this season through COVID where there was a lot of messages going, fear over faith, I mean, faith over fear, faith over fear, faith over fear. And I fully agree with that. But it's the, the Bible teaches that it's not perfect faith that drives out fear. It's perfect love that drives out fear. It's His love for us in difficult seasons that we know, hey, I am loved of God, which means He's gonna take care of me in this season. Things might change, but God's love for me never changes. I don't know, is this good news for anyone not in the front row? Amen. I was like, it's disappointing when the, I'm so grateful for for you guys being so loud, but it's disappointing when the people we pay are louder than everybody else. They were not given a mandate to say amen. I know that once Derek says amen, God is gonna move. Sorry, Derek, I just had to bring you into that. But you know, with my son, you know, my, my, my son, like, he's a bit afraid of the dark, okay? To be honest, I was afraid of the dark until, <laughs> Rece- let's just say recently. I have these haunting nightmares of Ryan Dykins, anyway. Yeah, i got the mic. So, and you know what, my son's very, he's like, hey, come, will you, I'm, I'm gonna, sh-. we like tell him to go shower. He's like, will you come sit with me while I shower? because it's dark outside and he's worried that people are looking in but he can't see them looking in but no, no fear is rational is it all fear is actually irrational unless you're talking about a car coming to hit you that's rational to get out of the way but fear causes us to think a little bit strange or i must sit with him in bed while he falls asleep or in his room and you know what? Sometimes a pep talk of courage. Come on, you can do this. You can make it. You're, you're not seven anymore. You're turning 10. Come on. The devil's afraid of 10-year-olds who love Jesus. Where there is light, there can be no darkness, and there is light in your room. Just say Jesus, and, and sometimes it can work. But you know what always works? The presence of his mother or father always works. Not because I'm gonna fight anyone off. I mean, have you seen me? (laughs) But love and perfect love drives out all fear. What are you afraid of today? What's haunting you? What's worrying you? Maybe it's a time to say, God, thank you for your love. I want to walk in love and I conclude with this, and our band can come up, is the challenge in 1 John, because I have to bring this together in completion. It says, we love because He first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. Whoever, whosoever does not love their brother or sister, being in Christ, whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother or sister. We're called to be a river of God's love, not a reservoir of God's love. We're called to be a river that flows through us. We're in the river, but it flows through us. We're not called to stop it at us. Because it's amazing to be at church on Sunday and sing, great are you, Lord, and feel the love of God. But if we take it beyond this point and it stays with us, we're not actually loving God. This is what God loves lo- loving God looks like. When our hands are up in worship, our hands need to be wide to embrace people around us. Yes, we're called to love our brother and sister in Christ, but we're also called to love our neighbor as ourselves. But again, we cannot live that kind of life and love that kind of way until we have a revelation of how we are loved. Kids that are loved much, love much. Kids that are hurt much, hurt much. We only give what we have. And so today is an invitation to abide in the love of God, the perfect love that drowns out all fear, the kind of love that gives us security and freedom from striving, freedom from performance, freedom from the unknowns of life and anxieties, the kind of love that saturates us, gives us courage the kind of love that allows us to love other people with the kind of love that we have received from God I want to pray for us today to receive God's love and I don't know who you are or where you sit in relation to this but if you struggle to receive God's love,
1: I wanna invite
0: you to just hold your hands up to heaven where you're seated. We're gonna do a, if anyone wants to follow Jesus, we'll do that just now, but, but right now, just if you are struggling to feel loved, I wanna pray for you. Yeah, hands going up. Everyone else is closing, their, they're doing their own business with God. Don't worry about the people around you right now. Yeah? It's all about performance. It's all about feeling the feelings. Yeah. Father, I thank you today that you would pour out and lavish your love on your children here today. I pray, Father, that you would help us to know and to have a revelation that we are objects of your love. So God, we receive it right now. I pray for a heavenly impartation God, wave after wave of love, of mercy, of grace, of wonder, of being a child of the Most High God, loved so extremely and extraordinarily, God, Jesus' name. Your hand before. I want to invite you to the front, and I want to invite our prayer team and leaders to come to the front as well. And what I'm going to ask is, they can just start coming now already. I'm going to explain because I want I want you to get it. You're like, I want to know what I'm in for before I go. That's fine. But what our prayer team are going to do is, they're actually going to give you a hug from God today. Now know that it's people hugging you. But prophetically, I want you to understand that God is wrapping His arms around you. Now, men will be with men and women with women, all that. And then they're going to pray for you. I don't want you just want to know that God loves you. I want you to feel it. I want you to experience it. And so this ministry will continue to happen. And if you want to come forward to that, you're most welcome. Can we continue with that?
1: you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are are.
0: with God it's not a weird thing it's actually an opportunity to go I want to be loved perfectly I want to be forgiven perfectly of all my sins and you might say swing you don't know what I've done no I don't but God does and he loves you anyway he loves you so much that he gave Jesus Christ his one and only son as a sacrifice for you to receive His love fully, to be forgiven completely and to have a home in heaven eternally with God, not based on what you've done, but based on what He has done for you. And if you wanna receive Christ into your life, the Bible teaches that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be forgiven of your sins. That you repent and say, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. I want to follow Jesus. In that, your life will be changed and transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light for all of eternity. The good news is that God sent Jesus to restore a friendship you never knew was available to you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be your father. And He wants to forgive you of your sins. So, Right now, if I can ask, give your eye closed, please. If that's you and you wanna respond to the love of God, you say, yes, God, I wanna be a a follower of Jesus. I wanna accept Christ into my life. On the count of three, just where you are, just raise your hand really high so I can acknowledge that. On three, one, two, three. Just stick your hand up real high, real high. Come on, real high. Is there anybody in the house today? Praise God in the middle there. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anybody else today? We have a team. They're just going to drop something in your hands. Is there anybody else today? Just one more moment. Anybody else? Just raise your hand real high. I'll acknowledge it. And you can put it back down. You know, the Bible says that when one person gives their heart to Christ, all of heaven erupts with praise. Could we join with heaven's party right now and celebrate all that God is doing? Isn't it
1: amazing? In Jesus' name, amen.